Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the NFL show, season two, episode 34. I'm filling in uh, as host. This is Dan Frost, and tonight I'm surrounded by the best panel in the business. Now, we've got Laura and we've got Lara. So, uh, yeah, no Alex tonight. She's over gallivanting gallivanting, uh, through the United States, having a great time there. And our friend, our panelist, uh, and the very talented Riley Hodgson, who is over there um, competing in the Women's World Cup, um, doing us all incredibly proud. If you guys haven't been following along, we definitely recommend you do so. Some incredible football is being played. And, uh, you know, there's been some historic moments there for the Aussie, for the Aussie team there. So Riley, um, I know you're going to be listening to this. We're so proud of you doing some great things there. And Alex, uh, we know you're having equally as much fun over there in the States. All right, team, but before we get too carried away, let's dive into our warm up. And the one, and the two, and the one, two, three. Bishop wore buttless chaps to the bat mitzvah. Have a great broadcast. You too, darling. All right, team, one of the things we talk about a lot of the time is, you know, we are very blessed with uh, a bunch of different listeners from all different backgrounds. We've got, you know, people who absolutely love, adore NFL, you know, it, it, they, they live and breathe it. And then we've, we're very fortunate to pick up some new listeners who are still new to the sport and still finding their way. So that's kind of the question in the, in the, uh, in the warm up is, you know, what's that go to um, NFL movie or documentary that you give to a newbie to try and sort of, you know, give them a little bit of, uh, a little bit of a taste of this, uh, this sport that we love. So, um, Laura, I'm going to throw it over to you to start with. What's your, what's your go to? Oh, I've got an absolute classic in my own opinion, and I think Lara will agree with me, but the Kevin Costner superstar film of Draft Day. I have recommended this film to nearly every person that I know that doesn't know much about the NFL because it really gives you an insight into the drafting process, how teams are built, how they're structured. You know, they've got the late, great Chadwick Boseman in there. You've got Jennifer Gardner. You've really got an all-star fun cast and it really you follow the story you fall in love with the cleveland browns which is often quite a hard thing to do but you really start to root for them um and it's it's an instructional film and it really just helps you understand and it's got a bit of excitement yeah well given that it is a referral and there'll be new people listen uh watching it i won't give any spoilers but the little sticky note that he pulls out of his pocket unbelievable um lara uh yeah what's your what's your go-to referral um as we try and get people uh, more and more involved with this Incredible sport that we all love so much. Yeah, I love Laura's pick, Draft Day. I say epic film, but it was panned by critics. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was. It was particularly panned by NFL like insiders and folks in the building. So I think ignore all of that bullshit and just go for what we say, which is, you know, in Australia, we don't have, we haven't grown up with what the draft process is. And I know, Laura, you've been in the States far more than I, but like I never grew up with what the draft process is. So I think that film is a great way to understand what it is when we get to the draft and what that means and how people do it. Um, but I really fell in love with NFL through Friday Night Lights, mm. um, the series, not necessarily the film. I think, well, I think Connie Britton is fabulous, but obviously it's not about her. It's about, uh, you know, a high school football team in Texas. 
And I realised I was far more interested in football than I was the drama playing out between the characters. So I think that's a brilliant show to get people hooked on NFL. Um, And, yeah, also Draft Day is uh, (laughs) a big one for me, even though it was panned. I don't care. Yeah, that's so good. Friday Night Lights. And the TV's so much better than the movie as well. So there's some uh, Mm. cracking ones um, for you as well. Look, for me... um, Mine's hard knocks. So for the purists, um, you know, what I was doing is I, I, I would sort of, when I first started, is I'd go back and, and, and watch the OG hard knock series. And um, the first ever one with the Baltimore Ra- Ravens with, you know, one of my all-time favorite um, NFL players in Shannon Sharp and a few of the other characters there, it was uh, it was incredible. And I, and I think part of it was there was nothing you know, I'm not, 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 you know, no criticism on the modern day hard knocks, but some of those earlier series were, were pretty incredible. So yeah, it just gave you a little bit of a sense of training camp. And, um, again, I was kind of, I, th- there was just something different about it and a lot of the Australian sports, just the way in which they went about it. And a lot of the, a lot of the different storylines of how people sort of found their way to the NFL, which I found very, very interesting. And, you know, like I always quote on this show, half of the NFL um, go undrafted. So it's, uh, mm. you know, it's, it's a pretty incredible league. But there we go. There's our recommendations. Go out, watch, listen, and, um, yeah, keep tuning in to this Mojo Sports podcast because we love talking all things NFL. All right, team, we're going to dive into our first segment for tonight, the huddle. We've got a couple of incredible teams to uh, dive into tonight. Let's, uh, let's tackle it. Leave no regrets out there. That is what a real champion is made of. And for the Philadelphia Eagles, the long drought is over. How about those trees? A touchdown and a title for the Patriots. I can't believe it. They have completed the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. Those will be the best memories. All right, team, the first team that we'll be focusing in on tonight is the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Laura, let, let's dive straight into it. So Buffalo, they're, they're now a good football team. It's difficult for me to get the words out there. And, uh, and you know, as a New England Patriots supporter, it's something that I have been dreading. And, you know, this has been a very, very slow build. This is something I've been watching for a few years. And I knew this day would come that the Bills would be the big heavyweight in the division. And, um, yeah, you know, Laura, what's your thoughts on this? Because, for me, I, I could see this coming. They have really um, built this the right way, in my opinion. You could see it coming, but like you said, I didn't expect it to happen so soon. I think, you know, they saw an opportunity and they went for it. You know, drafting Josh Allen, such an incredible decision that really received a lot of hate at the time. And now look where we are. This is a team that last season I seriously thought was going to the Super Bowl. I had my futures bet on them. I was locked in. I was ready. I had them as, you know, my second favorite team, obviously, behind Seattle. I think Josh Allen still put up an amazing performance, you know, over 4,400 yards, something like that. He was running, he was passing, he would just, everything seemed to be clicking to start the season. You've got Stefan Diggs, who I think is an incredible, incredible receiver. Yet, you look at them as they ended up in the playoffs, that amazing game against the Patriots, which I'm sure is very hard for you to hear about yet again. Um, And then all the wheels kind of just seemed to fall off. And I think... You know, we've got a team that is actually, I think, still in for a good chance to be a near Super Bowl contender this year. You know, they've got a defense that's just a powerhouse. They really were able to lock down that yardage. They gave up something about 280 yards per game as an average, which is just an amazing stat. But 
why couldn't they transfer that into a Super Bowl run? That's my question, I guess, that I've got with this team. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, Lara, what's your thoughts on the Buffalo Bills? Because, you know, thinking about some of their historical moves, I just feel like they've always been a couple of steps ahead. You know, they, you know, I, I, I remember the Josh Allen draft class. I think a lot of people do. And it was a very much a split split crowd and you know for for buffalo to have that much faith in josh you know obviously that that's that's panned out and that's a that's a really big win for them but you know it, it's other moves they've made as well like talk to me a little bit about stefan Diggs. you know i felt like that move even showing that they could see this trend of you know having that number one wide receiver that it was happening and you know buffalo they got on that train pretty early and that combo with Allen that's that's um that's a pretty good starting place for this franchise I actually think you've just said all the things that could probably be said to those questions. I think you're right. I think, you know, the question around Josh Allen was, is is this going to be the quarterback? And I think that Brian Dable played a huge role in uh, bringing Josh Allen along and really crafting an offense that can really suit what Josh Allen can do. And, I mean, he's always had an absolute cannon for an arm. Um, And I think one of the most underrated parts of Josh Allen's games, maybe not underrated, but maybe perhaps not spoken about as much, is the fact that he can run. The way he runs, the way he just can make gains when needed is is really phenomenal and and I think what's really interesting about the Bills for me is this is the Super Bowl team I mean honestly like there is not another team here that you could as confidently say I don't think is built to make the Super Bowl I think this is absolutely where it's at and I think Laura what you were saying before was really interesting around Okay, so what happened? Did the wheels fall off? I think that game against Kansas City last year was one of the most incredible games we've seen. Like the way in which the offenses, like base offense and defense would trade touchdowns into the fourth quarter and you know it came down to a coin flip because both defenses were gassed. If Buffalo Bills won that coin toss, it's probable that they were going into that match. So for anybody who's listening who wasn't, um, you know, jumping on the Bills-Chiefs game last year, go and have a look at some of the highlights. This was a really incredible match, and they've actually changed um, the the ruling around will both teams be able to touch the ball in off – in Help me out, Laura. What's it called after? Yeah, um, yeah. Overtime. Yeah. overtime. Overtime. Yeah, in overtime because of what happened in this game um, and obviously because of what happened in the game prior because the Chiefs lost. Uh, like, so there's been a few instances. It's not the only one. But, you know, I just, I I think you're right. Okay, Stefan Diggs, they paid a lot of money for a great wide receiver. Josh Allen is an incredible quarterback. I mean, I love that he was accidentally taken down in training camp this week (laughs) and Oliver was sent to the bench uh, for going at his legs. Um, But, you know, this is a guy that is strong as hell and he can get things done. And I love the fact that they drafted um, the running back that they drafted this year. I just thought that was such a great move, bringing in James Cook, what an excellent move. I think that was the missing piece. I don't mind they skipped that uh, first round running back. I think this is actually the pick, the running back pick of the draft, apart from the guy that my Jags took, of course. Um, 
But I just think that's a brilliant move. And I actually don't mind bringing Von Miller in because they needed to bring in some, they needed to bring additional work into the defense. So I'm very excited to see what they can do this year. I do not see much of a gap. And like, hello, taking a puncher in the sixth round, that's just casual joy in a draft, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. I do, you know, I personally think that that game against the Chiefs should have been put away. You know, it was an outstanding performance by both teams, but they should have won that game easily hands down and it should not have been left to a coin flip. You know, this is a team that throughout last season had the worst record in the NFL in games with a single possession. So all of their losses came from a game where they could have won it off of one, one score. So I think that's the problem. You've got these superstars, but why are we not seeing them close games? Reckon, they should have had a much better record last season than what they did. Laura, I, I, I reckon it's, um, and you guys touched on it a little bit, they can't run the football. I, I think that's yeah. the Bills' biggest issue. I mean, no one wants to hear about my fantasy football woes, although you will hear it uh, as we go through <laughs> next season because I'm, I'm pretty terrible at this fantasy football thing. But Devin Singletary and Zach Moss just aren't it. I mean, they're a good yeah. little combo. They, they, they're, they're quite productive, but they're definitely not that – um, RB1, you know, who's really going to run you to uh, to a Super Bowl. Um, you're right, uh, Lara, you know, the, the ability to bring in James Cook, obviously the younger brother of Dalvin. Um, it's going to be very interesting and a lot of pressure on him because Josh Allen, we love the way he runs, but he has to run. I would like that to become optional for the Bills. If they can get into a position where they can genuinely run the football with their running backs, that just makes Josh Allen even more and more dangerous. You know, slow down the clock. But, yeah, I think their running backs really let down this team. Otherwise, yeah, they're, 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 they're pretty impressive. Guys, let's just quickly give a little bit of love to the defense because that's probably, I don't know, like am, am I on my own here? I see this as being one of the best defenses um, potentially in the league. Now, I don't know whether that's my New England Patriots fear <laughs> that's getting the best <laughs> of me, but I'm with Lara. Like, I'm starting to look at some of these names. I'm starting to look at some of these players and, uh, yeah, and then they, they even took a, a corner in the first round. Um, yeah, they did. Yeah, so, look, um, yeah, talk to me. Lara, talk, talk to me a little bit about about this defense because it's, uh, it's looking pretty scary. Mac Jones, he better be ready. I think one of the things that I really like about this defense, and you guys can totally tell me if you think I'm barking up the wrong tree here, is for me there's no, like, uh, you know, gold star major name. We're not talking this person and that person of the the Bills defense necessarily. I think what they've been able to produce and create is a really comprehensive defense across the board, and I think that that, like, you know, people talk about how, well, you need five to six blue chip players to, to really make a, like, a dominant force, 100%. But the thing that I really appreciate about the Bills defense is that there is consistency and there is depth and there is uh, accountability across the board. And I, I, I like that, but I do think that their defensive line was where they needed shoring up. I actually don't know that Von Miller is the guy for that. I think no. he's old and he flashed at times last year with the Rams. And they, I mean, hello, if you put anybody around a line with, um, you know, Aaron Donald and a couple <laughs> of the other guys that you've got on the Rams, of course you're going to look fly. Like I, I don't know that Von Miller is the answer here, but I really like that they've brought in uh, a veteran presence for a really young kind of 
roster. I like a lot of the guys on the team there. And I think that he's going to bring not just some stability in his game, but also just in the locker room. So I like that. But that's the area that for me remains to be seen. And I think the reason, Laura, what you were saying, why they couldn't lock up the Chiefs in that game, they were gassed. Their defense was gone. Uh, and that was and that was a huge hole that came out um, in that in that final game last season. I love it. I, I love your analysis there. They, they've got to get to the quarterback. Their pass rush has not quite been there. That's probably something they really need to kind of work on. They've got the players to do it, um, but players like Ed Oliver, AJ Epinesa, there's a few young players there that you know they're really going to have to start to step up. Yeah, but I think Ed Oliver's going to have a brilliant season this year. Yeah, I he think just needs to stop hitting his quarterback injury. <laughs> Yeah, well, we learned that lesson very quickly. But yeah. what about what about Josh Allen? Like, I'm sure there's been so many quarterbacks that get the whole "hold me back, hold me back," you know, when they get hit. But Josh Allen is probably a guy that could probably flog a few of his uh, defenders. So uh, I wouldn't like to make that guy mad. Um, but yeah, again, just to hit the point, one of the best secondaries in the game. You know, you look at um, uh, Tre'Davious White, Poya, Hyde, and now you've got Alarm who came in as that first round cornerback. That puts him in a really strong position. So yeah, if anyone's going to try and test out um, that secondary, I think they're going to have some challenges which again feeds into um, that defense trying to put a little bit more pressure on the QB in the pocket. All right, team, uh, no sitting on the fence when it comes to the Bills. Let's offer some predictions on this one. They finished 11-6, and six, which was an interesting record um, last year. But again, the hype train is moving. This is They're definitely seen it as, as one of the main contenders um, this year. Uh, Laura, what's your predicted uh, record for the Bills? This is a big year for them. I agree. I think they've still got issues in the running back room, but I would like to see them at 12 and 5. I think they can can make that happen, and I think anything less would, would be a failure for them this season. Yeah, I'm being dramatic. I, 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 I don't know. I only see a couple of losses on, on this team. I, I think this is the team. I, for me, I'm, I'm going to go something crazy. I'm going to go 15 and 2. The only thing that makes me nervous, the only thing that makes me nervous is the AFC is stacked. If this was an NFC team, they would absolutely be able to hit their potential with those 15 wins. But I'm going to hold the, I'm going to, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with it. I think that, you know, this is the team that really has to come out on top against all of those big heavyweight competitors in the AFC. This is the year. No more excuses. The Bills have got to get it done. So they should really be able to steamroll through the competition. If they don't, I, you know, it, it'll, it'll be very interesting. Um, Lara, big reaction. I get it. There's a lot of competition out there in the AFC. Where, where do you see them finishing? I think that is a wild prediction. I love <laughs> it, but I think that's a lot. Um, before I say anything, I just want to like ask Laura, what do you think around the defense? Because uh, I'm interested to hear your thoughts around that defensive line and their and their secondary before I make my prediction. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think they 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 were solid last year. I mean, you've got Mario Addison who had ten tackles for loss. Seven sacks, you know, if he had gotten maybe the 10 sacks, I think that would have won a couple more games, really. Mm. I think they have the keys. They have the parts. I think it'll be interesting to see how Javarius White comes back from injury. I think that's going to be the key to this defense. But I do think they have all the tools in the warehouse to, to, to make it to the Super Bowl and win. Okay. Well, with that in mind and with Dan's wild prediction, because uh, I'm looking at the back half of the season, I'm like, yeah, this is like tick, 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 tick. But, you know, they face Rams week one, Titans week two, Dolphins week three, 
Ravens week four, Steelers week five, Chiefs week six, Packers. Like, Dan, you say two losses? Yeah, yeah. This and is you got that as your first six games. You yeah, are and lose to my Patriots. <laughs> I'm sticking with 12 wins. Um, oh, and my chair just moved. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm sticking with 12 wins. I think that I think they're going to do really well. But for me, anyway, obviously I'm a Jags fan and I watched my defensive end, Josh Allen, sack Josh Allen, the Bills, <laughs> last year and pass defend Josh Allen and intercept Josh Allen. And, like, he just they obliterated the bills and nobody thought it was going to happen. So I I think 15 is too confident. I I love your passion, but it's, that's making me nervous. Yeah. (laughs) Love it. Go hard, Dan. Go hard. It's it's the one team I'm going a little bit crazy for. Again, it's my fear speaking for a Patriot. I think we're in a lot of trouble trying to come up against this team. But again, Cook, that running back, it's, there's so much pressure on that kid. It's not fair, but, um, Hey, the NFL isn't fair. Let's let's see how we go. All right, guys. Well, let's flip it over to the Tennessee Titans. Um, they're going to be our next feature team uh, this week in the huddle. Another team that is full of narratives, full of storylines. We've got no time to waste. Let's dive straight into it. Laura, where do you want to start with this? Because, you know, the Titans, they're, they're kind of an – they're very much an almost franchise. You know, they're, they're certainly a team that sort of pulled themselves up off the – um, you know, off 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 the bottom of the the competition, but um, yeah, they've really sort of struggled to make that next big step. Where do you want to start here when it comes to the Tennessee Titans? Because again, they've had a, another little dramatic off season. Yeah, look, I think there's nowhere else to start but with draft night and with that trade of AJ Brown. I mean, I look at it and I feel like I can now comment on it now that the Seahawks have re-signed DK. But I was sitting and looking at it like, why would you not pay him? You know, this just came down to a situation they didn't want to pay him. He was almost due on his, the end of his rookie contract. And I think the Eagles got an absolute steal. I think he's going to actually be the key now to the Eagles' offense. But I just don't understand it. You know, they also lost Julio Jones, who we now see is going to be with Brady, which I'm equally as excited about. Um, but I really, I really don't understand this. This is a big loss. I think, obviously, the franchise... You know, they've said it's all been pretty cordial. They've said it's all gone well, but the fans have really reacted negatively to this. And I can completely understand why. You've also got on top of that, and I'll segue to the next kind of breaking news story. You've got a quarterback room now that we're not quite sure what's going to come out of there. You know, Malik Willis is a guy that I strongly backed on this show, you know, leading up to the draft. I think he was a steal in the third round, but you've got Tannehill and those almost tensions or that lack of leadership in that room. So having an established guy like AJ Brown really is what they needed. You know, they've been able to bring in Robert Woods, but hey, you know, we don't know if how he's going to be with that injury that he suffered late in the season last year. If he can get to top speed, then yep, great. He's going to be an awesome player. But I just think AJ Brown was was a ticket for this team, especially with us not knowing what's going to happen with Derrick Henry. It would have been great to have seen him be locked down for the next three to four years. Lara, if, if it's not a quarterback uh, league, it's definitely a receiver league at the moment. I, I think they're really good points from Laura. I, I think Titans fans should be very, very nervous about him moving on, but it just goes to show how much there's so much gambling hap- happening at the moment when it comes to these young receivers. Trey Long Burks obviously gets drafted in again you talk about pressure on some young rookies this kid's gonna have the weight of the world on his shoulders in terms of you know you know coming out and putting in a really strong performance because the titans are going to need that from him yeah i think this is such a complicated space because you're right laura why did they not pay 
the absolute superstar that has been making plays for them for years. Okay, I don't think they had the cash. I, I don't think this is not a rich team. This is, they're not like the Rams. They can't just funnel money in different ways. But to- do you not find that money? You know, that's the thing that I can't wrap my head around. Sure, 100%. But their stadium is crumbling around them. Like there are areas of the stadium you can't walk in because things aren't happening. Like I, I think that there are perhaps more complexities around the finances than maybe we know about because why on earth would you let a guy like AJ Brown that you've had on a rookie contract that you have developed that has a really good partnership with your quarterback go if you actually can't pay him? There is no good reason for that. So I think that there's some financial stuff here that maybe we're not privy to necessarily. That being said, blockbuster trade, yes, you're going to draft Traylon Burks, who is basically A.J. Brown too. He's big, he's strong, and he's powerful. But the first few days in camp, he couldn't perform. He wasn't camp fit. He wasn't ready. Yes, he had asthma. He had a number of other things. But what's really exciting for the Titans is that some of the recent footage out of camp looks really good. He looks strong. He looks powerful. He's very able to come down with very, like, incredibly contested balls. And so I do think if he's fit enough, he's going to be great on this team. And so it may work out. I don't love what the GM has done throughout the offseason, but I really like Mike Rabel, the coach. And even though I don't know that Tannehill is going to be the main man for the next few years, I just think Mike Rabel has such a brilliant way of coaching or getting players to play for him. I'm disturbingly not too concerned for the Titans. Disturbingly concerned for the Jags, but... I think the Titans are still going to be pretty good. I think Derrick Henry is going to be a beast again. It's, I know people say running backs, we don't have time, blah, blah, blah. No, he'll be back. Pasture. He is looking massive. He is so fit right now. It's it's going to be it's going to be really, really interesting. And I think it's part of my Patriots, uh, you know, bias that's coming in too, like with, you know, taking a risk on young wide receiver. It just never works for us over in New England. So maybe things look a little bit different uh, there in Tennessee, but... You guys don't know how to draft or produce, like, or support wide receivers. Like, we sit in the draft room, we're like, that guy has, you know, got all this production, he can do a really good job, let's ignore him, and let's get the guy from 7-Eleven. Let's just try and make our life as difficult as possible. Guys, um, I have to disagree on the running back situation, only to be controversial. These running backs fall off a cliff, um, and they do that when you least expect it. Um, I think this is the year. I think we start to see a little bit of a dip there from Derrick Henry. I don't think a guy that fit, that strong, that powerful will absolutely fall away, but I have to believe it'll start to happen only because I've been scarred by a lot of the other really top-level running backs um, in the league at the moment. If Derrick Henry is able to put up another historic performance, I mean – what does that mean in terms of his legacy? I mean, he's got to go down as an all-time great because he's doing his thing for quite a few seasons now and he's taking unrivaled punishment. I mean, he's literally carrying half of the defense along with him. So, yeah, very, very interesting there. Um, Laura, just quickly, not to get too technical in the X's and O's, but Tannehill, Malik Willis, it doesn't really fit. Like, if there is a bit of an injury, they're going to have to throw out one playbook and introduce another. Um, you talk about Tannehill being a bit athletic. I haven't seen, seen him run enough over the last couple of years. What's your thoughts on that? That's just, 
you know, Tannehill will be a great mentor and it's good to see Malik Willis maybe sort of flow through over the next few years. But yeah, they, they don't exactly seem to be two similar quarterbacks. No, and I and I kind of don't think that Tannehill is going to be the leader, the mentor for Malik Willis that he probably needs. Um, I think what they're trying to do is kind of a bit of a Trey Lance situation and have him sit behind Tannehill maybe and then come out, but I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think we could be in for something like we saw with Seattle and the Legion of Boom. You know, if we've got this defense, if they can really pull through, which I think they can, they've got a young and explosive defense. I feel more confident about them than I do the Bills in some way. Then, you know, Malik is just going to be out there to run the ball and to move this offense forward. I think Derrick Henry, yeah, I mean, I think he can definitely have this season in him. I think next season is where we'll start to see that decline. But that quarterback room to me is just really puzzling. They're an odd fit next to each other. They're, you know, two different really styles of football. I think Malik Willis is the guy that they should go for. I think, you know, preseason is going to be a test to see how he goes because, you know, a big problem and it's, is you don't know, and this is why I have such a problem with the AJ Brown trade, is you don't know what you're getting with draft talent. You yeah, know, when yeah. you've got guys that are established in the league that they can play the league that they can handle, you know, it's a different, a completely different ball game. And so I think Willie has a lot to prove, but if he can do it, then then that's his job. And I think kind of he'll sh- should hopefully be gone uh, towards the end of the season, if not next season, which I think I think is he should go. Yeah, uh, Laura, just what you said about I have more confidence perhaps in the defense on the Titans than you do on the Bills. I think that's super interesting because for me, the balls out Titans of last year was their defense. They were so good. Like Jeffrey Simmons is a like whirlwind of monster crushing excellence. <laughs> yes. He's so he is so destructive and he's yeah. so fun. And I mean, Bud Dupree had a really kind of he had he had some really good moments as well. And Landry, and I, I really like the secondary as well. Like thinking about Kevin Byard, like he's really coming into his own, or maybe has been in his own for for a while. And uh I, I don't mind Fulton as well. I just I think there's a lot here on the defense that really came together towards the end of the season. So I, I think that's a really good, like good prediction that we might be seeing a really good defense here, perhaps better than the Bills or, or, or on par. Even yeah. Well, totally. I mean, you know, Derek Henry missed nine games last season, yet they yeah. still came out at 12 and five. Mm. And I mean, a big, a big part of that is that was that receiving call that they did have, but they wouldn't have won those games without defense. Defense wins games. It, it you know, in my opinion, wins championships. A hundred percent. Cause Julio wasn't well for some of those games. AJ no. Brown was out for, with injury for some of those games. And they had some pretty poor showings or some, some big mistakes from the running back and the receiving core. So I think yeah. you're absolutely right. Like defense is what won the Titans that season. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see if they can do it again this year. Yeah, but but I also I, I reckon it's um, yeah, giving the credit as you guys mentioned to the coach Rabel. I, I there's a few guys in that defense that had a lot of potential, and I felt like if they they got into the wrong system, they may not be the players. Um, yeah. They may not reach their potential. So I think Vrabel, you're right. I think he's got to take a big credit for a lot of these guys. Players like Caleb Farley, I think he's got the right pedigree. He he's exactly the type of player who if you know, went to the wrong system, may not have worked out, but under Vrabel, you just know that that's going to work out. And you see that a little bit in Harold, Land- uh, Harold Landry as well. He's really starting to, awesome. to shine. So, um, look, we know that about the Titans. They are physical. They are going to s- smack you in the mouth. 
this is going to really test a lot of teams that, um, you know, want to sort of get in there and fight it out. But, yeah, it's um, yeah very, very interesting one. All right, team, no sitting on the fence. Time for our record predictions there for the Titans. Laura, where are you going with this one? Again, yeah, AFC, it's a, it's a jungle out there. This is... This is this is going to be a challenge for the Titans. I, you know, I feel really strongly about this defense and where I think that they can go. I think that you know you've got a defensive line that absolutely rips through an offense and gets to the quarterback. But I have some serious problems on the offensive side of the ball. I'm thinking they're going to be about ten and seven. <laughs> oh, as my flu gets me at that moment, <laughs> I'm also gasping for air because I agree. I thought I was going to be a little bit alone. I. I this is this is a talented football team that I think are going to be eaten up by the schedule. Again, you put them in the mm-hmm. NFC, I, th- I feel a lot more comfortable about their physicality, their ability to kind of be in close contests and get the job done. And, you know, fingers crossed Derrick Henry stays, um, stays fit. But, you know, when you get into these massive shootouts with these incredible receivers, these unbelievably talented AFC quarterbacks, I just feel like the Titans are going to be on the wrong side of a few. So, yeah, look, I, I think that's um, that's bowl 10. I... No, I'm going to go with you. I'll, I'll, I'll go 10 wins as well. Um, Lara, what's, what's your thoughts? It's probably not what Rabel wants to hear. It's probably not what Titans fan wants to hear because mm-hmm. they're really trying to build up to something. Uh, yeah, what's your thoughts? Yeah, it's interesting. The Colts are definitely tipped to win the AFC South um, by quite a margin, actually, which I think is quite disrespectful to the Titans during <laughs> last year. But you look at their schedule and it's... <sighs> It's a bit risky business. I think 10 is probably on the money. I'm actually going to go nine. Wow. That's yeah. Cool. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm nervous about their offensive line. I'm nervous about Ryan Tannehill and I'm nervous yeah, I'm nervous for them. And, and and the injury gods as well. Like, this is a team that yeah. just gets, like, you know, they probably don't get more injuries than other teams, but it's to the wrong people at the wrong time. I mean, you'd like to see a Tennessee Titans team that just go through a season with all of their players fit and healthy. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see. Stay tuned. I'm very aware that the, the, the Jags and the Texans have shored up the run. And that's four games. And the Colts actually aren't too bad. So that's four games with very, very consistent knowledge of who Derrick Henry is and how to stop Derrick Henry. And whilst it hasn't necessarily worked in the past, oh, I've got faith this year. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But, uh, keep an eye on these AFC teams. It's going to be really interesting to see um, Yeah, who can rise to, rise to the challenge because uh, it's going to be an incredible season ahead. All right, team, let's dive into our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Your apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. All right, team, quick round the grounds on this one. We're trying to offer our little predictions in and around preseason. First of all, it's so exciting that football is just around the corner. It feels like that was the longest off-season, but we are here. But now it's time for our predictions. Um, just an easy one for you guys, throwing out what team you think will have the best preseason, what team do you think is going to have the worst. There are so many different strategies as to what teams uh, do and don't do uh, You know, during these games. So interested to hear your thoughts on this one. Um, Lara, going to start with you. Who's your best team? Who's your worst team in the preseason? So, Dan, you said, hey, this is an easy question. What do you think? Best preseason, worst preseason? I feel like this is the hardest question you could possibly ask us 
and I have literally no idea. So what I thought I'd talk about was the Chicago Bears. Since our two staunch <laughs> Bears, Bears panellists are not here to weigh in uh, tonight. And I figure since the Bears are going to, I'm so sorry, Alex and Riley, royally suck this year, they might play some of their firsts through the preseason. So they may come out on top in a couple of games. Apart from that, I have literally no clue what's going to happen at all. I'm I'm pretty confident in the pre- I'm pretty confident in the preset. I lo- I love the Chicago chat as well. They're gonna they're gonna love that when they when they listen to this. Um, look for me. Uh, worst team will be the Rams. Uh, they don't play anyone. I reckon they hide water boys in 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 player kits just so they don't. You know they do not want to get anyone injured. Uh, they send fake players out there. I don't think they even know how to play football. A lot of the guys that suit up, so they are determined to not get any injuries. Uh, the team that'll be the best, a team like. Hoping, praying, it'll probably be our biggest moment of the year, the New England Patriots. Uh, they take it seriously. I remember they played Brady for four quarters <laughs> most years, which is kind of weird and old school. So with Bill Belichick running the offense, what could go wrong? So, yeah, maybe the Patriots, um, yeah, play all their starters and, uh, and you know, have a bit of a preseason championship run there. Um, Laura, what's your thoughts? I don't know what, what's right or wrong these days. And there's a few cool little quarterback battles as well, which will be interesting to watch. But, yeah, who's who do you think is going to be – the best and worst. I think preseason's just an absolute jungle. You know, you're right. You're not actually really seeing these teams, but one team that I think is going to particularly suck is my own team. And <laughs> it's heartbreaking for me to say, but at least I'm saying this about preseason. Um, but I'm also saying it on the back of Drew Locke. And I think we, I don't know what's going to happen, but I don't think it's going to be very good. We're not going to play DK in the preseason, probably not going to play Tyler Lockett either. So we've got Drew Locke thrown to guys that really haven't had that many reps over the years. It's, it's not going to be pretty. I also think the Chicago Bears are going to suck um, just because I want to say that and not <laughs> be attacked or glared at. Um, but, you know, I... I really want to see Miami do well this year, actually. That's that's a team. I followed them on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you know, whatever you can get. I'm all about the Miami Dolphins this season. I love I've loved seeing Tyreek and Tua out on the field in training camp so far. Um, obviously they're not going to risk Tua out there in preseason, but I think, you know, they've got a few tricks up their sleeves, they could have a good preseason. Um so yeah, I don't know. It's, it's gonna be it's yeah. gonna be all over the place. But I, I know Seattle's gonna suck and I know Chicago's gonna suck even harder. And a bit of yeah. a, <laughs> a bit of an honorable mention to the Carolina Panthers as well, because they're gonna be playing oh, like this is yes. their you know, with the Baker, with the Sam Dunn. So I, I think they might do a little bit as well. But yeah, you're right. All Seahawks fans, they're on Jacob Eason watch. They're uh, their third QB on the <laughs> chart. It is getting desperate times there at Seahawks uh, training. Um, yeah, going to be very interesting yeah. there. But uh, yeah, tune in, guys. Yeah, football's back. You know, preseason. Um, you know, a bit, bit of a t- bit of a taste for the real thing. And uh, yeah, if you're a Patriots supporter, maybe a couple we can get a few wins there as well, which would be nice. All right, team, that's all the time we have tonight. I uh, just want to thank uh, my amazing panel. Hopefully I did a good job filling in there for Alex. Alex, um, yeah, out there enjoying all things USA. She'll be back joining us soon. And, again, uh, we gave a massive shout-out to Riley at the start of the show. But in all seriousness, we are so incredibly proud of our Aussie team over there doing their thing um, at the championships. So, um, yeah, Riley. 
continue to do great work. And to our listeners, we really do appreciate your support as well. How can you continue to support us? It's pretty simple. Download the podcast, share with family and friends, talk to us about us uh, at work, share, share, share. We really do appreciate your support. Thank you for choosing Mojo Sports. And until next week, we'll catch you then.